Welcome to the Life 21 Church Podcast. Thanks for joining with us today as we explore the Gospel of Matthew. We pray that as you listen, you would come to more fully understand the answer to this age-old question, who is this Jesus? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 9 today. We are blessed to have you listening in. For those of you that have gone the whole journey with us so far, we're so blessed to have you in here for Episode 9. For those of you who it's a first time, be encouraged at any point in this podcast. There's opportunity for in and out because all of the stories, all the teachings of Jesus bring life in and of themselves. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So may you be blessed today as you listen in to this part of Jesus's story. Today we're talking about Jesus beginning his ministry. This is Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 through 25. In the last episode we saw Jesus coming and living in a new home, a new area in Capernaum called Galilee of the Gentiles. It was a place of great darkness And in the earlier passages, it says that a light dawns and a light shines and Jesus again begins to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. We pick up today with verse 18. And as we read this, may you be encouraged to see how you fit into Jesus's story. For the same one that was here 2,000 years ago calling people to follow him and caring for and setting people free from what afflicted them, is the same Jesus present today, even present in your life, present in the car or in the room where you're listening to this podcast, and continuing to speak and offer himself to all of us. Verse 18, Jesus 2,000 years ago shares his story like this. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Today, right now, I want to encourage us. Jesus continues to do these things again and again and again. We live in a culture that's so preoccupied with the physical We focus on getting big physical houses, while yet the size of our hearts and the comfortability of the homes of our love towards one another is often like living in a cardboard box. We oftentimes prioritize getting nice physical cars that transport us with speed and style, and yet in our minds we're often stuck at one paradigm being completely unable to transition into another. And so in a world so focused on physical appearance instead of what's on the inside, we can often focus on Jesus and his physicality. And again, God knew that we needed him to show up physically. So he came down in the flesh, showed up as a man, and he physically walked besides the Sea of Galilee. I want to encourage us, though, when Jesus left, he said, it's better that I go physically Because if I go, I can send my spirit. So even as these two men heard Jesus' voice audibly through physical lips, even today Jesus is issuing the same call 
And he cries out to these two men who he desired to have with him. He said, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. For each one of us, God's releasing two things. One, he's declaring, follow me. He is literally wanting you to be closer to him. He's wanting you to follow him for the sake of the enjoyment of your presence, of your personality, of just who you are. And he's wanting you to follow him so that he can maximize and develop who you're called to be. Yes, for your benefit. Yes, for his benefit that the both of you, him and you and everyone could share the fruits of what you're becoming. Jesus saw that they were physical fishermen and he leveraged or referenced that occupation to speak to something even deeper. I will make you fishers of men. Many of us are stuck, whether you feel like you're stuck in your physical job or just stuck in a way of thinking or a way of operating, and you feel like there's more, like there's more you're called to, like there's more potential in you, more capacity, and Jesus' solution for you is, follow me and I will make you to become. They had nothing in it of themselves that could make them fishers of men. Yes, they were trained by their fathers, by their friends, by other people to fish for fishes. But it's only God that can bring out the total, complete capacity that he himself designed in us. The men in hearing this, we don't know how long they knew Jesus. Other gospels reference other run-ins with Jesus. But however much they knew of this man who was the new sun dawning in the area of Capernaum, the one that was bringing light, they saw this light and they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, this is verse 21. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee preparing their nets. Jesus called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. What an amazing thing. Jesus, of course, had begun to be a light to that area. There maybe were other miracles and other things that these men had taken note of and they probably had a lot of reasons to follow him based on past experience or the influence and the talk of other people that had heard about this Jesus and said, this this guy's the real deal. Regardless of how much they knew about Jesus, there was still a huge risk that they were taking. And it's a risk that God asked from all of us today. One pair of brothers were casting their net in the lake. They were in the very middle of doing what they felt like was best to do. They were occupied in their assignment. The sons of Zebedee, they were preparing their nets. They were preparing. Maybe you today are preparing for something, a certain pursuit of a relationship. Maybe you're preparing for the next phase of your financial journey. Whatever you're preparing for or whatever you're doing, none of it should stand in the way of you following Jesus. Jesus is calling and he's saying, will you let go of everything so that you could follow me? And what were these disciples following Jesus into? And what are you being called to follow Jesus into? I just want to pause us at this moment. Jesus gave them full opportunity to say no. He gave them an invitation, and yet they had to decide, would they take his invitation? Jesus, every day, he says to us, 
You must take up your cross daily, deny yourself in order to follow me. Those who love their father, mother, sister, brother more than me can't be my disciples or cannot follow me. And so this was just one moment for these two brothers, these two sets of brothers. But for all of us and them included, there is a daily invitation, daily things that Jesus wants to lead you into. But in order for him to lead you into it, you must not be led by another. Picture in a dance, a couple dancing, and let's say there's three people dancing and one's trying to lead and then another's trying to lead and the the poor woman or the poor person stuck in between is trying to follow two different leads. The dance just doesn't work. Jesus taps you on the shoulder and taps the one on the shoulder who's leading you whether it's another person that you're giving yourself to uh, in a way that's inappropriate or beyond what you should be giving them influence in your life, or whether it's money or time or things that you worship or really appreciate beyond what God would want you to, Jesus comes and taps you, taps them on the shoulder and says, can I come and lead this dance? Well, what did he lead them into? Verse 23 Jesus then went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Talk about fishers of men. Immediately, it doesn't say if it was the exact next day, but immediately in the context of that calling, these men began to see Jesus, the expert fisherman, casting a net of God's goodness over the whole region. Just as they were preparing nets and making sure there were no tears in the fabric of the net. And just as they threw out the nets and moved their ship in hopes that fish would be caught up in the net. Jesus releases the power of God's goodness. Jesus releases the miraculous provision of God. And he begins to move through the regions in hopes that people would be captured by God's love, captured by God's goodness. Verse 25 says that he caught them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, and Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. What a beautiful thing today. Us getting to read these stories from the past And for maybe for some of us, it's hard to really enter into the joy of what happened because in a postmodern world, we often think of stories in terms of what we've experienced. There's many people, I think Thomas Jefferson included, who actually cut out all of these supernatural experiences from the Bible and kept the things that fit his own framework because until you've experienced some of these things happening in real time, it's hard to believe that they happened 2,000 years ago if your own life is the reference point for truth. But being one who myself was afflicted with multiple demons or spirits that brought pain, even physical symptoms into my life, but also especially mental thought processes and attitudes and opinions and uh, bondage on the inside, Jesus has set me free, continues to set me free, 
and he's continuing to release God the Father's net. So today, whatever need you have, may you ask of him, may you seek him. He's releasing the net of his goodness. He's capturing the hearts of men and women. And if you're willing to follow him, he will cause you to become also one who fishes for people. Thanks for joining with us today. May God continue to reveal to you by his spirit who indeed is this Jesus.